Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatco.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Cold Weather Bats. This is Brandon Justice, one of your two hosts. Joined by me, as always, is Brian Sikowski. I have lost track of what episode we are on, but I'm almost positive it's 19. If it's 18, I apologize. Uh, Big week. uh, Baseball. Everybody, for the most part, had a clean week of baseball and played. A lot of moving parts in the Super 25. Really excited to get into that. Before we do, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cold Weather Bats, as well as Instagram at Cold Weather Bats, hashtag cross-platform. Uh, anybody out there still looking to buy a hat, we have to get like five or six more people to get to that point to where we can sell those again. Uh, extremely good turnout for the ones that we did sell, so thank you for that. Greatly appreciated. Uh, and that should do it for housekeeping, which takes me to Brian. How are you doing, my friend? Just wonderful, man. Just wonderful. Excited to get back out to the ballpark. We haven't played in three days. It feels weird. Yeah, we were uh, we were down for those two weeks, and last week was our, our first week back. And, man, it was like Christmas morning. We um, we played Stevenson, Sterling Heights Stevenson, at their place uh, last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. So you're hearing this on Tuesday. And so we played them on Thursday of last week. And that was a 12-1 league win for the Blue Devils. So that was, man, it was something. So we were we were we were allowed back on Wednesday, so the day before the game, and it rained really bad. No, you know what? That was the day it snowed. So mm-hmm. we had to practice. Uh, we had to practice in indoors, um, and we all know how that goes. So we're shut down for two weeks. We get one practice inside. The next day we play a league game against Sterling Heights Stevenson. And for those who don't know perennially successful program like Steven Sterling Heights Stevenson's always good um not the team you want to play coming off a two-week shutdown like there are there are other teams you'd like to play is the best way to put that uh but we went out played the game well 12-1 win you take those and then we played at Jimmy John's Field the next day split with Utica Ford they were a good team and then just had a league win over Romeo so 2-0 to start the year in the league amazing feeling being back on the field you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was really jealous every single time we did this show for those two weeks, which was quite literally twice. Brian had so many good things. And it's not that or it's not that like Orchard Lake is great. And like, I'm jealous of that. It's just the fact that he like actually you actually got to be a diamond and like involved with baseball games. Like you could have went 0 and 5 and I'd still be jealous. So uh, on that note, how, how's your guys' week been? It was good, man. Um, we ended up playing a super condensed, like, like we played country day last Monday, but we talked about that since we recorded late, you know what I mean? Uh, last week. And so then we, we had like a super condensed, uh, five games in three days stretch Thursday, Friday and, and Saturday, uh, cause of the weather Wednesday, obviously, like you'd already said, um, played De La Salle twice on Thursday uh, had West Bloomfield on Friday and, um, geez. Oh, it was Catholic Central on Saturday. Pardon me. So, yeah, Eaglets with a 5-0 and week. Um, did some things well. Did some things not as well as I'd liked us to do them. Uh, I think the overarching theme is that it was another good week for St. Mary's. And uh, on that note... My question to you is, who do you guys play this week? Because I honestly don't know. Um, you know, it's an interesting question that you bring up. And it's one that I think is going to take me to my Game Changer app on my phone. And um, I'm pretty sure we have U of D Wednesday for as we take our second pass through the Catholic League. 
Uh, yes, you at U of D on Wednesday for doubleheader. Friday, we are playing Celine in one, a non-league game, a Super 25 matchup. And then Saturday, we are at Divine Child uh, for another couple uh, CHSL games. So another five-game week, about standard this time of year. Nice, nice. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Romeo this week, and if anyone is... It's kind of funny, like our our, our schedules are pretty much like opposite like working like they don't work the same at all like you guys play double no. in the catholic league with weirdo counts and then we play three games per week all three are in the league it's a three-game series it's the only time you play those that team uh as far as league you, you can also you can schedule them for a non-league game but as far as league goes you play them three times all three in the same week three game series and that's it and growing up you know playing in the Down River League, coaching in the Down River League, it was not that. And it also wasn't nothing like the Catholic League either. It was just you played teams when you played them. And it was like that was kind of it. Like, you know, on, on Monday, you'd play Woodhaven. On Wednesday, you'd play Lincoln Park. And on Friday, you'd play Allen Park. It was just kind of random. Um, right. So I, I really, really am a huge fan of the format. So we're in the Mac Red. I'm almost positive that I'm right on that. I am st- I am still struggling to learn the colors and what they mean. I know that like one's higher than the other and there's like four of them or five of them. I don't even know. I'm almost positive we're in the Mac Red, guys. I'm learning, okay? Uh, and so being in the Mac Red, it's, it's, I'm a big fan of the format because uh, this week we play Romeo on Monday and then we play Romeo on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I think typically, or I'm sorry, I think it might be Wednesday and Thursday. I'm not even sure. Either way, we play them three times and then that's it. Like that's our league series. And I just think it's really cool because you're able to, from a coaching perspective, kind of lay out your rotation, uh, go with that. And that's your league rotation. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, maybe it's easier from a coaching perspective, but at the same time, I think it's, it just adds a little, it adds something to to um, to the game, too, because you play that first game, and it's like, all right, who's going to go out there and grab the first one? And then the second game's kind of like, is a sweep, is the opportunity of a sweep going to stay alive, or are we going to play a grudge match? And then you go to that third game, and it's either the 1-1 tie, or it's somebody going for a sweep, and another team trying their best to not get swept, and stay alive in league play, or whatever it may be. So it's just, I don't know, I'm a big, I'm a, I like it, I like that format a lot. It adds some like realism to it. You know, it kind of feels like you're playing a, not a pro series, but it does kind of have that format that the pros have. So big fan of it, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, like I, I appreciate the play teams multiple times throughout the course of the season, like within your league or division type of mentality. Like you should, you know, like even if you can't do three game series or, or like in the CHSL, for example, we play each team four times via two double headers. Um, but yeah, man, like it just, there is more of like a, a weight that ends up being put. Cause then you can like look head to head and like, yeah, so-and-so has a better record than so-and-so, but like team Y beat them two out of three. You know, like I'm with you, man. I like it too. Yep. So we've got, uh, so yeah, we've got Romeo to round out the week and then we got a big one on, uh, on Saturday night, we play Lakeshore, uh, at Comerica. So seven oh, yeah. seven o'clock p.m. under the lights at Comerica, man. I mean, you can't really draw it up much better than that. That's that's every kid's dream. And I've I uh, I was not good enough. Well, the Catholic League is a big Comerica uh, mm-hmm. place, but the, the it's safe to say that Down River League is not. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, never had the chance to play there because I wasn't good enough to be an all star, unfortunately. Uh, nor could I keep my knees in intact. Uh, but at the same time, just kind of excited, man. It's just going to be, it's going to be cool from uh, an individual standpoint just to be there. But at the same time, just, you see like the kids, they're, they're really pumped about it. It adds some, cause you know, like let's, let's not sit here and in joke here, like Saturday games, like they, they do drag. They like, that's safe to say, right? Like we're, we're not, I mean, I know that we want to like our kids to always be, uh, fully engaged and all that, but we, we also kind of like, kind of go, got to come down to earth and like level with them that like Saturday games. Yeah. Like they, they're not always awesome. Like non-league Saturday doubleheaders, like sometimes those aren't, those aren't as fun as you want them to be. Uh, so the fact that coach grease bumming out there scheduled a Saturday night at Comerica for a non-league matchup at seven o'clock, like that's, that's sweet. That's awesome. I, for one, am looking forward to it. And I know that the players have a little added juice to that. Um, so that'll be really fun. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. I mean, you might not have ever been a high school all-star, but you are one half of cold weather bats. So that's more than, you know, more than compensates more than compensates. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like, come on, let's just compare some things across the board here. Like I think 
objectively speaking, you know, this is cool. Anyways, should we move on to the Super 25? Well, quietly, I'm noticing we're only like nine days away from South versus North. So that's going to be sweet. That's going to two doubleheader on a Saturday in May. Look forward to it. But yep, let's move on to that Super 25 of ours. All right. Super 25 this week. Uh, We shall, as we always do, start with the also considered section. Um, and our pioneer down into the also considered this week, they were ranked last week, but a one and three week, uh, sees them fall a little bit. Forest Hills Eastern, um, probably would have risen up into the top 25, but, uh, ended, ended this past week losing two in a row for a five and two week overall. Either way, 11 and three overall, definitely, uh, keeping on the watch list. Livonia Stevenson. Um, welcome to the also considered category. They had not been in the rankings anywhere to start or throughout the season to date. Uh, they're 11 and three coming off a three and one week Trenton who was ranked 24th last week. They dropped into the also considered section at nine and three coming off a one and two week. And then we welcome another newcomer and that's Grand Rapids West Catholic to the also considered portion of the event here. Um, West Catholic off to a really good start. I think they're like 11 and one. I would have to check my math on that, but that's what jumps into my head. And all of that, I mean, as far as the also considered goes, uh, it's safe to put teams in there. It's similar to what the like college football and basketball polls do that they have like a group that's like, Hey, you know, like we didn't forget about you. Like, so it, it adds a little bit of that, that texture to those rankings. And I think a team that's really impressed us so far uh, that that might crack that is that Forest Hills Eastern team, like you mentioned, but also mm-hmm. that West Catholic mm-hmm. team. Uh, you seem to have a little intel on more than I did. I, you know, I apologize, but I did not know that that school existed. And uh, every day I learn new schools. Uh, like today, I learned what Cross Lex is, so that's new. Uh, and I also learned what Grand Rapids West Catholic is. So uh, talk, I know you've got a little bit of intel on what they did this week. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that, that group also considered, you know, it's crazy how, is this the fourth edition of the Super 25 or the third? I believe Something it's like the, that. I believe fourth, it's the, yeah. If you include the preseason, it's the fourth. How much has it changed? Like that also considered group has floated, right? So uh, you can move in, you can move out. You know, it's it's just one of those things. It's interesting. So it's cool to see. I, I We have tabs on every week, like which teams were in the AC and which teams weren't. So uh, I know for a fact there's a team from last, two teams from last week that were in it. They're now ranked. There's, uh, you know, the teams from that first week that were in the honorable mention. Uh, you know, Blissfield was just an honorable mention to start. And we're about to find out where Blissfield's at this week. So uh, mm-hmm. just keeping tabs there. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But let's hop into uh, the Super 25. We'll handle this as we always do until the top 10. We'll trade every four spots and then we'll go one by one for the top 10. So at 25, we got Stevensville Lakeshore, 24 Homer, 23 Celine, 22. We've got a newcomer. One of our also considered from last week, it's Buchanan. And at number 21, another newcomer, also from the group of also considered last week, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea has probably been, of, of those of those teams mentioned, obviously at 21, the highest ranked team. They've been the most impressive team uh, that I that I didn't have tabs on before the year, honestly. Um, I, I, I wasn't expecting them to, to be 7-1 right now. Um, and their only loss to be a 5-3 loss to Orchard Lake. Uh, so talk about moral victories. That's probably as more, as moral of a, of a victory that there is in the state this year. Um, so Chelsea is, you know, not scheduling Orchard Lake away from being eight. No, probably. So uh, Chelsea's a team that could quickly continue to rise. The only reason that they're at 21 is because we simply just did not have tabs on them before the year and didn't expect it. So they continue to do the things they do. There's no reason to hold them back any lower. Uh, at this point, we just want to see them against some better competition uh, and see some consistency out of it and continuity and uh, go for there but Chelsea's been impressive um, Buchanan's been impressive Celine a uh, little bit of a rough week two and one uh, but eight and three and one overall continuing to be good uh, Bedford lost they lost the game to Bedford this week uh, and that is a team that we're about to get into here now so I will pass it over to Brian 
Yeah, and from 20 to 16, uh, number 20 is Rockford, who fell uh, at several spots this week. They were number 10, I think, last week. Number 9 or number 10. Either way, a 2-3 and three week. They lost, yes, they lost twice to Jenison, who is 6-5 and five overall. So, so we see Rockford tumble some. Um, you just heard Brandon mention Bedford. That is Temperance Bedford. We welcome them to the Super 25 this week at number 19 overall. They were not even in the um, also considered last week. Either way, they're up. They are number 19. They're 11-1 and one, uh, with their one loss being to Celine uh, in a series that was split there. Um, number 18, another new club. Welcome Heartland to the Super 25 um, and also considered uh, category next week or last week rather. They uh, went, went 4-0 in the past week and are 8-0-1 overall. They stand at number 18. Number 17 is Detroit Country Day. Down a couple spots. They had a 2-1 week, including a loss to Lamphere. And number 16 is Macomb, Dakota. Um, club who we ranked last week at number 20. They are up to number 16 following a 3-1 week. They are 9-1 overall. And the thing with Dakota... Uh is that they're they're a team who um, they were a little bit unhappy with their number last week. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I <laughs> um, forgot about that. Yeah, but uh, but Dakota is a team that's that's been impressive. So so they're in our league. Uh, they're in South's league. So um, you know we've heard a lot of things about Dakota. They're really deep from from what I can tell, uh, especially offensively. Like that lineup's going to be interesting to see. We do see them soon uh, towards the kind of towards the endish of the year. Uh, and when that when that comes, it'll be interesting to see what they roll out. Um, but they are kind of like that team to beat right now in our league. So from I can provide some perspective uh, there. Bedford's a team. So I got a kid who plays for me in the summer, Aiden Reed, who plays for Bedford, and he's uh, one of their. He's a left-handed pitcher for them, and also plays center field for him uh, when he's not throwing. And, and he's a kid that has told me from the jump, he's like, "Do not sleep on Temperance Bedford." And I don't think he says Temperance Bedford, but uh, he he has made it known that Bedford was going to be a good team. I, for one, uh, did not um, believe him up front, but here we are. And then lastly, my only comment on that is Heartland. Man, the KLAA is uh, starting to show some show some stuff between Heartland and. Uh, Lavonia Stevenson and um, you know Lavonia Franklin went down to beat Trenton last weekend, so the KLAA is looking good. Is KLAA is that does that exist for baseball or is that just a league for like other sports? Like that's like Brighton and Stevenson and I think Franklin and I know Heartland's in it. This is I know this because of like hockey, but I don't know if it, it's the same at baseball. But I'm, I'm almost positive it is, but I, I could be terribly wrong. Brandon, I have I have I know, no I know, earthly I know, idea. I know. So yeah, but, okay. But to the listeners, like if if you know. <laughs> Feel free to tell me because I'm almost positive that's what it's called. So moving on, uh, we'll go 15 to 11 here at 15, a, a new high for Blissfield at 15. Uh, another big riser here at 14 is Lakeland. Another big riser at 13, Grand Rapids Christian. A faller at 12 is Garber. And then the team that just continues to win baseball games continues to rise at 14 and one. Number 11 is Howell. Um, Blissfield took a loss to Lakeland. So naturally Lakeland is now ranked ahead of them at 14. I think believe the final was four to nothing on that. Um, and folks, we, we, we scored non-league games the same way we would score league games. And I know that that might not be your flavor because of, uh, you know, Oh, well you're pitching your twos or whatever. But I mean, Hey, like that's a, it's a measure of, of, of the teams. So, uh, that's how we're looking at it. And, uh, we, if we start doing that. Things get way too skewed. So, uh, mm-hmm. Blissfield at 15, Lakeland at 14, Grand Rapids Christian is a team that continues to roll. Uh, they are undefeated. They won again today. They are 13 and zero. So they're a team that continues to roll. Uh, and then Garber took a couple losses this week. I think you, who were, who did they uh, drop to this week? They lost twice to Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's a team that's beginning to hit our radar as well. So that wraps up that top 15 to 11. So we will go right into the top 10. Uh, and at number 10, you should have some familiarity here with the episode today. Go ahead, Brian. Um, one quick note on Howell at number 11, they are scheduled to play two games against Heartland this week. So that is going to be a number 11 versus number 18 matchup in the Super 25 in, um, you know, I'm not like proclaiming this, but like probably what the series of the week, if not that one, it's up there for sure. Um, 
that's going to be a pretty big, uh, pretty big series there. Yeah, that's safe to say. Most definitely. Uh, okay, so into the top ten, number ten is Richmond. They are twelve and zero. They are up two spots. They break into the top ten for the first time all season. Um, you either will hear from or have heard from Richmond's Hudson Davenport. I don't remember the exact order we're going to put this all together in. So, you know what? Forgive me on that. And uh, it's our podcast, so I can be a little meta like that. Um, anyways, yes, number nine, Brandon, please. <laughs> At number nine, we got Portage Central. Uh, big week for Portage Central, four and zero, uh, and nine and two overall. So they go from eleven to nine. Uh, I've said it from the jump. Portage Central is a team that I really like to potentially make a run come playoff time. I believe they have a ton of talent, uh, especially between Zach McDonald, the Miami commit, and Luke Lito, the LSU commit. Uh, so those two guys are, you know, going to provide some there. And they've also shown that they got some arms too. And at, at uh, what are they at now? At nine and two, four and zero in the week. You know, that's a team that continues to roll, and they might spring that momentum into something long term. And we shall see. Now we're going to hit a big stretch of big D1 schools. Uh, number eight, uh, Grand Blank, down five spots from number three a week ago. They lost in a big way to Gross Point North. Uh, they had a two-in-one week at the time of this ranking being done. They are nine and two, though they did lose again today to Midland, uh, today being Monday when you're listening to this. Um, but yes, anyways, Grand Blank down a handful of spots to number eight, keep them in the top 10, still nine and two. Um, but either way, lose to a, obviously a, a like a top 10, um, club in, in Gross Point North there that kind of says something kind of like sends a message to a degree, you know? Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. Grand Blank's a team that, um, at the top, they are going to dominate with Lally, um, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see the longevity of their rotation um, and, and see how that all plays out. Um, and yeah, just kind of go from there. I, I just I'm, I'm going to sit here and admit it. I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to like that area of baseball. Um, and, and I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out long term. Um, but North's a team that you know, we're going to talk about North in a few here. We'll talk about North. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that game in particular, I mean. So the final was 15-4, but like we, like we just talked about, like we're going to measure those games like similar to how we're going to measure league games. Like we're not going to treat them any differently. So, mm-hmm. um, But like I know for a fact Grant Blank used like seven pitchers that game. Um, and I know for – I'm almost positive they didn't use like, – they moved guys around a lot. And like that's context we don't get from box scores, right? So um, – but at the same time, like we're going to measure those things the same way simply because if we, if we measure it differently for one game, then like – we're skewing the whole system. So this is more or less us explaining that grand blank deserved to fall this week, but also didn't deserve to fall super far. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's our, our convoluted explanation. That's yeah. host chemistry is all that is. So amen, brother. <laughs> and we move on. Take to, me down river, Brandon, take me down river. Oh my God. Hit the gas, baby. 75 to West road at number seven. It's Woodhaven. Uh, they had a, Two in one week. They are nine and two overall. Took a really tough loss to Northville. I believe the final was 14 zip there. Um, but two league wins this week. Uh, Woodhaven is a team that has arguably a pitcher in Ryan Chapaniak that's been. Ah, man, it's hard to say. Like, has anybody been better? Has anybody been yeah. better? It's hard to. I, nobody has definitively been better. Um, there has been guys in the same level. Uh, you think about Micah, yep. Micah Onbright, Brock Porter, guys like that who have been on that level, but he's got a no hitter. He's got two game, three games now with over 17 strikeouts in league play. His highest being 18. Uh, so. Th- Hard to ignore Woodhaven hard, uh, as a team that could make a run come playoff time because they have that at the top of their lineup. They had a huge win over Detroit Catholic Central where they went up 9 nothing, and then Detroit Catholic Central hit six home runs. And then uh, I think it was a 12-10 final. And with 12-10 and no outs and two guys on base, they brought in Chapaniak and boom, 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 three strikeouts. That's the end of the game. So it's hard to ignore that. So that's why we got Woodhaven at seven. This past weekend when we played Catholic Central, I was asking a couple of their guys about that. Like, how did you hit six tanks and lose? You know, like, it's just something you don't hear about. And they were like, man, you know, like, that was that was low-key a fun game. You know what I mean? Just as far as, like, 
everybody was going yard. And so like it, it, those are those are fun games. I understand, and I also understand that they lost, and they, they're not calling a loss fun. But you know what I mean. Um, definitely a unique type of uh, type of game. Um, anyways, moving on to number six, Gross Point North, who we just mentioned. They are up a handful of spots this week. They went two and one this week. They're eight and four overall. We are giving them props in a pretty significant way for their victory over Grand Blank. Um, regardless of how you want to paint the matchup, that is a win deserving of significant credit. So that, yeah, Gross Point North, number six, um, kind of what we thought uh, they're they're getting back to full strength and once they're there that that's going to be really hard to beat and here it is that worked out really well last week so i hope it worked out again well i don't know i don't know if everyone at home thought that thought that like there was a big you know like uh audio thing there that was actually just brandon making that noise by himself it's incredible isn't it He's like the dude from Police Academy. I'm basically Will Ferrell in Blades of Glory, except all of my passion is asserted to sound effects and not ice skating. So Right, acapella sound effects, yes. So at number five, we've got a team that just continues to skyrocket. Uh, and for good reason, it is Grand Ledge at 10-0. Uh, swept everyone, beat everyone handily for the most part too. Uh, a team that's undeniably been a top five performing team so far through through this 2021 spring. Uh, so Grand Ledge is up to number five, two and zero week. They won again today, so they're three and zero so far this week. Uh, and they are so I believe that puts them at eleven and zero total. So Grand Ledge continues to rise. They're they're a couple. I mean, they've got to have a. I, I hope they have a big game coming up um, against a, a ranked team in the Super Twenty Five because as soon as they do that, it's going to be hard to, to deny them as a as a top three or four team at that point. But now up to their highest points at number five, and uh, another club that is playing well at number four, and that's Brother Rice. Uh, they had a four and a week. They're thirteen and three overall, and um, you know it, it's an interesting discussion you have around the state. And you and I have both had conversations with people that we trust. And um, obviously, Dan Greasebaum Jr. is one of those guys. And, and you know, me talking with people I, I trust and blah, 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 blah. You know, Rice Rice has lost three games. All three of them have been to St. Mary's. And it's it's not been a great run differential from Rice's perspective in those games. With that being said, they've won all 13 of their other games. And they're beating good teams pretty handily. So, like... I. You know, it's 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 one of those arguments of like, you know, how would any of the other teams up here have done if three of their games were also against same? Like, I don't know, man. And like, this is a, a, a hypothetical conversation I don't even like having with myself. But like, I, Rice is a very very good team. Rice is a team who has a chance to win the D one state title. I would say a good chance to win the D one state title. I, I think that they're going to be the better club in the vast majority of the games that they play from here on out and have played so far. Uh, and just, I, we're not going to crush them for losing three times to St. Mary's because they're beating everybody else. I kind of, is, is kind of where we're at with it, I guess. Yeah. They're they're They play a team in the top 25 here soon. Uh, and if they, if they handle them the way they've handled others, then, you know, they, they might be moving up some more because honestly, like one through four is pretty, no, I'm sorry. Let me, rephrase that two through four is pretty interchangeable right now um you know we'll get to who number two is in a in a moment here um but it could change in a week you know like like four could go to two in a week it's it's not the strong guy like there is one team who has a stronghold right now on the top spot but other than that like two through five is pretty even six is pretty interchangeable right now, but specifically two through four this week. And that takes us to number three, which is University Liggett, a team that's that's rolling, absolutely rolling. They're 4-0 this week. They're 12-2 and overall, similar to Rice in that, um, you know, they've had two losses, one to the team who's at number two, and then one to a team who is at number one. Uh, and so Liggett, having lost to the number one and number two teams respectively 
insert themselves at number three. And, you know, they, from a super 25 standpoint are just hoping uh, for one of those teams to fall. If they want to overtake that top spot, it is that they're more than likely going to roll through league play. Um, but more importantly to Liggett, I would assume uh, is the D three race. And I think that they are continuing to show why we favored them uh, in the D three race preseason. Uh, and I believe that they're, we said it when it happened, how young this team is, it needed to be challenged right away. And that's exactly what they did with the schedule that uh, Coach Samini made. And so um, they really threw them in there with the Sharks to challenge them immediately. And it's, it's, it's paid off, quite obviously. And so that's where, that's where Liggett's at. Number three at 12-2 uh, and two overall in the year. And number two, uh, this is going to say the same from a week ago. This is Detroit Edison. Uh, insofar as I can glean from the internet and all its many wonders. Uh, I think they're still undefeated. I think they're 10 and 0. Uh, Game Changer doesn't give me a whole lot. The Twitter account doesn't give me a whole hell of a lot. Either way, um, I, I don't, not going to speculate as to why they may or may not have played games in the past week, but either way, they're still undefeated. We have no issue keeping them at number two, nor do we plan to move them if they're uh, unspeculated upon pause in the action continues into this week uh brandon do you have any thoughts on that uh you know they've got two top 10 wins one over north one over Liggett, um and they are they they will they they brought it to us from start to finish two games in a row. So can, can confirm um, that that team is deserving of that number two spot. And that takes us to number one. Uh, and don't, don't check your record player. It's not broken. Uh, but Orchard Lake St. Mary's is number one. Uh, they had a five and a week. They are 19 and overall. They continue to do it with um, authority. Uh, they've beaten Brother Rice, as aforementioned, three times with authority. Uh, they defeated Liggett's. They um, continue to win and continue to win um, with 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 ease, so it seems, or at least they make it seem that way. Um, we will see if uh, a team may be, might be able to get under their skin a little bit and just kind of put some bats on the ball and find some gaps and things just happen, and it's like, that's why you get romantic about baseball from the perspective that's not Orchard Lake. But until that happens, they are undoubtedly the number one team in the state and uh, continue to prove that week in and week out. Um, I don't, as I've long said on this, on this program, it's always my favorite part of the show. This right here. I don't, I don't ever want uh, this to turn into the St. Mary's hour. Um, (laughs) But with that being said, I would like to give a special shout out to Tommy Allman, uh, who is a, senior pitcher at St. Mary's. He is committed to Jacksonville and he has, I think I've told this story before on the show, man. Like he, you know, kind of a guy who had some size and had some ability as a freshman, but, but struggled, you know, like kind of playing catch in the gym sometimes. And then fast forward to entering his sophomore year and he's blowing 85s and tryouts. And we're like, shit, we got to take this guy. And, um, you know, had some good summers in there, had some good falls, just works, 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 works. And, and, uh, through the game of his life the other day against Catholic central, like 15 strikeout, one hitter, complete game, like up to 93, like mismatch with a slider, like kind of, I don't want to say put it all together because he's still going to get better. You know, like he's going to end up a really, really good pitcher in college, I think. But either way, like that was a, a big, um, kind of here I am moment for him, I think. And he absolutely deserves it. He works his ass off. Uh, very proud of the the player that he's become. Very proud of the person he's always been. But like, yeah, had to shout out Tommy because that was fun to watch. It was the first inning and he's, you know, like I'm sitting next to Petrie in the dugout and we, we've we seen Tommy throw 90. Like we've seen Tommy throw 91. It's not uncommon to see him sitting 88 in a game. Like that's not weird. But in his first inning, man, like, I looked at Matt and said, dude, he's throwing scud missiles to the plate right now. Like that is firm. And then, you know, there were there were some scouts there to watch Alex and and had, you know, been able to uh text a few of those guys with, with various major league clubs and ask and, you know, had him 92, 93 or whatever in the first. And it just, hey, shouts out Tommy. I'm gonna stop talking about it now, but that that was great. Sounds like he played well. <laughs> You could, you could, you could maybe, maybe clean that. Yeah. From what I had said there. Yeah, for sure. It's always good when you see a kid, uh, his whole 
kind of trajectory play out and it starts so dwindled but turns into something so you know uh, what's the word fruition like what's the what would be the word for fruition for is it would that be fruitious would that be the word i don't know either way it's uh, good to see things realized yeah it's good to th- see things come like take shape and uh it's always fulfilling, especially from a, from a coaching perspective, because you know we ha- you coach and you, and you show up every day and you, and you do the damn thing, but you have moments where you kind of like lose sight, of, maybe not lose sight of why you do it. You just get caught up in like the middle of the season or whatever, and then those things happen. You're like, yeah, like that's that's why I do the things I do. That's why I, I signed up to do this. Um, you know, it's just those moments where kids are just without speech happy right they're just like he probably walked off the field like just absolutely elated with how he played like maybe didn't express that but like within himself was elated with like the performance and it's just good to see that like it's it's fulfilling i mean the whole sense of fulfillment it just runs through you when you coach right when it when things are working right and so yeah um and moments like that are you know that's why you do it that's why i do it in all seriousness you know that's why you do it so what a week of Michigan baseball. Another really exciting one. Um, teams are moving around. A lot of moving parts. Uh, a few teams dropped out. A few teams, new teams came in. I, th- I think the most surprising team so far, like I still got to say that it's Howell. Um, you know, Richmond's 12-0. Grand Ledge is 10-0. But those are two teams that we identified as teams that that could do some things come come season time, um, but how at fourteen and one man like that's just they they continue to do they continue to to do really well and like you said, big game coming up this week so it'll be exciting to see but uh, yeah it's just been it's been a good time following all these teams and and shining that light in these rankings so is it too early for us to take victory laps on some teams like who we ranked versus like where the coaches association poll had them um, because some of them were as we knew at the time like. Boy, huh? Uh, but any, uh, you know, it's it's too early for that. We'll do a victory lap segment at the end of the season. Um, cold weather bats pats itself on the back. <laughs> episode thirty-two or whatever. Well, it's not like we don't know that there's another podcast out there. Like it's not. It's it's okay for us to be like, yeah, like those those things definitely exist. There's another podcast. There's yeah yeah. It's fine. We don't really whatever. It's not a competition. It's all shining light. We're all happy about it. Everything's a competition, Brandon. Everything's a competition. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. PC, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coach speak, right? You know, it's like I'm getting interviewed in the locker room. Yeah, you know, the boys just went out there and, uh, you know, they threw the bat in the ball and you put bats in the hole, and that's how it worked out. But you go to your team and you're like, that's how you, we knew who they they are. We yeah. thought they were. <laughs> you ever seen that bowler you ever seen I don't know this is probably going to be way off topic and there's probably a lot of people listening to the show like what are you talking about oh, yeah. but please tell me you've seen the video on Twitter of the bowler of course I have who do you think you are I am <laughs> that's what really happens the, but peak, when the, when the, the peak dominant elation moment yeah oh man alright well shoot that wraps up Super 25 um, and shoot after a uh, after a 38 minute recap of the Super 25 that just about wraps up this show but uh, before we take you to the end we talk to Hudson Davenport uh, Eastern Michigan commit reflects on his process of committing to the Eagles last summer uh, talks a little bit about his 12 and I think 13 now, 13 and O Richmond team. Uh, that team is rolling in the close to the thumb on the Northeast side. Uh, they're a team that we said in division three could give Liggett some fits, could give Edison some fits. We'll see uh, who comes out on top there in D three when that time comes. But we, we identified Richmond early on and that's a team that has, has thoroughly performed. So you'll hear from Hudson about that, uh, about Ryan McKay, who's your favorite and uh, all kinds of other things. So we will take you to that interview right now. Welcome into today's player segment here on Cold Weather Bats. Joined by us today is Hudson Davenport out of Richmond, who is 13 and 0 on the season and moving up in the Super 25. Hudson committed to Eastern Michigan, uh, corner, third base, first base, power bat, uh, big right-handed hitter, pitches, and ironically enough, plays shortstop for Richmond, which is a topic we'll cover, I'm sure, at some point today. Um, but today we got Hudson. So, Hudson, how you doing? 
Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty swell. Pretty, pretty swell. So, uh, like we said, you guys are out to a 12 and 0 or 13 and 0, I should say, 13 and 0 start to the season. So, reflect on that a little bit, how it's been so far this year, uh, being on a 13 and 0 team. Nah, it's a lot of fun, you know. Um, just working hard during the off season. Thank God that's where we are today for sure. Um, you know, just came together as a team and it's, been, it's just been a lot of fun winning, been winning a lot. So, hopefully, we can keep doing that. For you, uh, like I just talked about, you're playing shortstop, something that you haven't really done much of before, uh, as far as I know. Uh, so talk about what it's been like playing that shortstop. I, I know like a guy, a, a young man named Ryan McKay gives you a lot of crap for that. But uh, from your own perspective, what's it been like playing that position, holding it down? No, it's been fun, you know, playing third. I kind of like played the infield, so I, I know what to like expect. But you know, it's just been a lot of fun, you know, I haven't played in a while, but so far so good so hopefully we can keep going with that Hudson you're committed to Eastern Michigan uh, can you kind of take us through the, the recruitment process for you like what led you to Eastern what uh, was there like a huge performance that got you in front of them you know as far as uh, you know recruitment and um, exposure kind of thing go like like tell, tell me the recruitment story yeah so uh, last year played on um Coach Brandon's team, Brandon Justice's team for Arsenal. And that's where it pretty much all started, you know, just summer, just playing with him, getting exposure from that. And then started thinking I talked to Eastern, like middle summer towards the end. Then I got asked by Aaron to go to future games. And that's where it pretty much like sealed the deer on everything. And, you know, just talking to a bunch of people, seeing like what's best for me, talking to Brandon, obviously. And the just Eastern felt like, like the best choice for, for me and for me and family. So, and then can you tell, tell us a little bit about like your game, you know, like what is Eastern Michigan getting? Um, I mean, I was uh, hitting, hitting, I think is the, like what I do best. And I think that's what they're going to get most out of me as a player and just, you know, just bringing fun to the team dugout, just having a lot of fun with the guys and just, doing I do best is just hit and just overall just being there just I think it's going to be better and just have a lot of fun so for your class of uh, 2022 a lot of guys are starting to commit or have already committed and all of that um, but given that you do play with a lot of younger guys with high school ball younger guys with summer ball with the 23s and all of that uh, what are some of the things you learned going through that process that you might have you know passed along to advice to a younger guy um just Obviously, just work hard, work at work at what you need to work on, just do what you like doing, you know. Um, just show up early, get your work in, um, just be ready at the moment when you're asked to play and just show what you can do and just do your best at it and just have fun. Specifically speaking to those things, like what, what were some of the things that you worked on that kind of helped you get to that point to where you could I mean, maybe not commit entirely like based on, oh, I, I worked on my uh, exit velo and that's what got me to commit. Not like that. But what were some of the things that specifically you did where you showed up and worked on, you know, quote unquote, what you needed to work on? What were some of those things for you personally? Um, one of the things I worked on was uh, hitting a curveball. You know, I struggled on that, but over the year I got a lot better at that. That helped out a lot. Not just being able to hit the fastball, which I mean good but you gotta also work on your other pitches that you need to hit not just fastball like you're gonna get 12 13 but when you get older curveball is one of the hardest pitches to hit so you just gotta work on that that's what i did hudson so richmond is is kind of sort of in a way metro detroit but really not quite uh kind of out there up northeast of the city up towards the thumb um can you kind of take us through the baseball in that area like who's your rivals you know like who who do you guys expect to see at the end of the season in league play for the league championship like take us through it um our rivals at richmond is armada but like for baseball, I'd say it's starting to like Croslex, um, Algonac, and um, but Armada's like our rival rival. But like for baseball, it's definitely Croslex or like Algonac, those schools for sure. Like, oh, uh, I think we play our last league game is Algonac, and I think they're pretty good this year. So one of us is those games are going to determine who's who's the league champ championship. So 
find out there. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is, uh, like you said, you, you you play for me in the summer. That's no secret. We don't have to sit here and like act like that's not a thing. Uh, and, and then you're playing with me this summer and all that. And I think it's like pretty hilarious the relationship you have with Ryan McKay. <laughs> and I think that he would love if we if you sat here and talked about it for a second, just because uh, if anyone's ever seen like Danny DeVito uh, and then also have seen like a guy like, I don't know, the big show or like Great Khali, that's kind of like the the difference in in uh, presence between like McKay and, and you. Um, and it's hilarious to see your dynamic. It's probably like I've been coaching and playing for a very long time. And uh, I have never seen a dynamic like your like your guys's dynamic. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's it's one of those things where it helped. Like I always looked forward to last year for many reasons, but like a big thing was just you two cracked me up and cracked up the whole team and the way you guys kind of lead in a way, but at the same time, like keep everyone loose. It's just very interesting. So just talk about, I, I know you guys have been close for a very, very long time, not just you two, but your families as well. So just talk about the relationship you guys have. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he's definitely my best friend. Like, um, I think we started, like we used to play on hit dogs together and I think just started then, but he's just, uh, I don't know. It's just some like, I don't know. He's just really fun. You know, you can joke around with him. You don't get mad at anything and you just, I don't know. It's weird, but he's definitely one of those like friends where you, you definitely want. And he's as a baseball player, he's like hardest working kid for sure. Like you're nothing's going to like, he want you to do this or like you tell him to do this. He's going to do it. And he's going to do it like the best that he can do. So nothing's going to get past that kid for sure. But as a friend, like, yeah, he's the, he's like, if you want a friend like Ryan, like Ryan McKay, he's obviously like, he's a good friend, like perfect. Like, like it's just funny. Like going to practice, you know, He's always like joking around, nothing, nothing like it's all just fun and games. And I think the whole team knows that, which is like the best part. And nobody takes it like, oh, you guys are doing this, but it's just really fun. Like, it's always a blast going to like stuff like that, games and practices. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Ryan McKay has a home run on the season. And oh, yeah, we, we all know, we all know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, we definitely know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's proud of himself. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Hudson, I think we're probably going to wrap this up, man. I, I do appreciate you coming on the show with us. Can you uh, tell the folks listening where they might be able to find you on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for Instagram, it's just Hudson Davenport with an underscore. And then for Twitter, it's Hudson Davenport. Or not the not T at the end, just Hudson Davenport with a two. Might be the worst Twitter name of all time, just so everyone knows. Dude, that is the only thing that popped up. That's the only thing that could work. I had to. I just want everyone to know that I had to. Um, I had to make Hudson's Twitter bio for him last summer because he was sitting in the dugout, and I'm like, Hudson, your your Twitter profile says nothing about who you are, like as a prospect, and that's kind of important, you know. And he's like, Well, I just I don't know what to put in it. <laughs> So I had to make his Twitter bio. So when you go to his Twitter, just know that that was... That's okay. You're a full service coach. So when everyone when everyone thinks it's weird that a, a, a coach had to make a Twitter bio, two weeks later he committed to Eastern, so it's all good, right? All right, honey. See you soon, bud. All right. Yeah, thank you. Before I send you guys home, I got to talk to you one more time about Great Lakes Bat Company. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you folks. They get it to you when they get it to you and they know when that's going to be and they are very transparent about the process. But more times than not, you get your products even before that and it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com. And that'll just about put the bow on episode 19 of Cold Weather Bats. It's been a good episode, I think. Uh, updated the Super 25. Uh, talked a good bit about that, as we'll do every week throughout the course of the season. Um, great conversation with Hudson Davenport from number 10 Richmond, who is 13-0 as of the time of this recording. 
Um, but yeah, Brandon, I, I mean, just kind of to, to recap the show or to, to tie the bow on it, as I said, like not too bad, not too bad this week, man. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the landscape of Michigan high school baseball continues to lend us ways to converse and, uh, mess with our super 25 and, you know, move things around keeps it interesting, keeps us on our toes. We have a lot of fun during the off season draft concepts are sweet. Um, but you, you, you take baseball and you take the season and you take all that those those weekly reactions over it kind of feeds itself so uh, another exciting week in the mitten for for baseball excited for another big week ahead a couple super 25 matchups in there uh and, and we'll see who holds their ground or who doesn't just another week to just excitingly look at twitter or game changer or whatever's updated and kind of see who does what yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, either way, um, let's let's close the damn thing up. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Weather Bats. Please do so. Um, we are going to, and Brandon, feel free to shout me down here, uh, but we are going to do something along the lines of some giveaways soon. Is that what I'm to understand? You know, the sources that are seven and a half feet to my left, which are a couple hats, can confirm that there will be a couple hats given away in the coming uh, in the coming days, weeks, whatever. We'll see. We're going to come up with a concept and see what we can do, but there will be some hats given away. And speaking of hats, please slide in the DMs if you're interested in potentially purchasing one in the next go-round or the next shipment of that. Uh, as we've said, we need to get some like pseudo interest before we can go ahead and go through with that uh but anyways yes about the giveaways we haven't figured out exactly the parameters for those yet but yeah we have a couple hats to give away we're going to do so it will involve some sort of social media interaction it will likely involve some sort of like listener interaction either way we're going to come up with something that uh definitely is mutually beneficial to the show as well as the person who would win the hat um but yeah, follow us on social media. Please uh, subscribe to the show. Please rate the show. Please review the show if if you would be so kind. That helps us out quite a, quite a bit. Uh, shouts out to producer James, who is a rock star, as we say every week. Um, and yeah, man, I got I, one I, more shout out while, while you're giving shout outs. Um, I, I forgot his name. It it it, it, uh, it passes me by. But the Romeo coach. The best fungal performance I've ever seen in a pregame. So shout out to that guy. Incredible. That's all I got. You know, there's there's something to the art form of a fungal. You know, it's it's just it's special. It's special. It was effortless. It was it, it was it was very good. I admire it. I admire it. So shout out if you're listening. Phenomenal. Our uh, our uh, one of our assistants, Theo Piccarelli, is a maestro with the outfield fungo. And it's like, cause Matt hits the infield, so I don't, I don't really see Theo with like the in and out sort of fungo, but, but just hitting fly balls, my man, like, he's got the front hand toss down, or pardon me, the rear hand toss down, uh, on top of like just a long, smooth barrel, the fly, it's just, it's wonderful to watch. I do appreciate a good fungo. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week of baseball, Michigan. Mm-hmm.